The first is language has shaped my life. Works in my business. How I've made house food, machines, clothing, taxes happen every month. Words are pointers to theft and lies. Words are how we shape stories and map my own and others' lives. Words go back and forth between us, carrying love and promises, anger and memories we cherish off key. Words jumble themselves into rich nonsense as I sleep, as vows, are vows sacred or just shaped there? When I lie down that final time, will I speak last words or just Shut up and let silence have its way. Who can hold them? What can save them? When my mother died, when my grandmother died, all those memories I never got to catch and keep vanished to dust smokes, floating in the skein of silver moonlight and gone. Maybe I'm a poet in part because I want to seize all those memories that live and vanish and seal them into the perfect resonance jewels of amber, moments transfixed and perfected like Jurassic wasps. Questions I'd never thought to ask in childhood, tang like dead birds around my neck. Never will I know my great-grandfather, the rabbi's first name, or what his wife was like. How did Grandmother Hanna get along with her mother? Was that who told her almost tales of balms and dibbic she passed on to me, more precious than the doll clothes she sewed from scraps of old dresses? They both told stories, but never enough. Parts their lives edited out, too caked with old blood, too harsh in the mouth like lie. Even though I read 40 or 50 books, my private memories will ride on the wind away like milkweed fluff. Can't you hear them? Listen carefully every morning. Afternoon, night, hear the crying of children yanked from their mothers, torn from fathers by brutal strangers without explanation, without pity, without mercy, locked away in crowded dorms with predators and other kids who know no more than they do. My French husband was taken from his parents when they fled the Nazis into Switzerland. He was scarred for life, always convinced his parents loved his younger brother more than him. Kids think that their parents could have kept them, wonder what they did to get lost up. Will they ever again see their mothers? Government judges them so trivial. Why bother with accurate records? I hear them crying like hungry birds. I hear their terror and pain like distant thunder rumbling. In pages I huddle. Such pain won't discipline. Won't discipline. 
Such pain won't dissipate, but sinks into our names and brains, our history. This is our legacy. Trouble will be curse us. The third and fourth generations, the ones that survived the death we left them. How could we explain the world on fire? Species wiped out daily, oceans of more plastic than fish. That we let a corrupt man stomp refugees, fleeing rape, murder, and hunger. That we let him set blazes no one could put out. We saw the cliff ahead. We were well warned. We took everyone over. This was how our world ends, in lies and greed, vast and numerous maggots dining on the course of corpse of hope. You're listening to stories, poems, music from The Creative Process. To hear our full interview with Marge Piercy, visit The Creative Process Arts, Culture, and Society podcast. This podcast is produced by Mia Funk with the participation of collaborating universities and students. Thanks for listening.